Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Brought to you by Jewel Financial. Um, I, I have not been able to fully say that. I said it a little bit on the last episode, but brought to you by Jewel Financial. Um, we are a planning investment advisory firm that helps you manage for the future. And I, I don't know if you've seen this on our website, but we now have rolled back out a wealth development program. Um, so check that out. It it's, tells you more about what we do as a firm and, and essentially what it is, is that we're um, lowering our minimum to work with people and help them build over time. There's qualifications to get into that wealth development program, but it all starts with a call and meeting with us and, and chatting a little bit more to tell us more about your situation. So feel free to look us up um, at jewelfinancial.com and learn more about the wealth development program and kind of how you could work with us in the future. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Perfect. All right, Daniel, what else is going on in your life? What's new What's uh, What's new on the training front? Uh, you had a great season from what it sounded like. You were a rock star in your uh, cycling. Cycling and- league, yeah. Uh, now I'm just into the winter strength program. So I take two to three months in the winter when it's cold and disgusting and focus on building strength, uh, setting a foundation. It's kind of like financial planning or investing, <laughs> right? Like you got to build a foundation, then you sort of build upon that. It's kind of like creating a portfolio. Like you create it for your goals. We talked about that on our last episode, right? So the goal for strength season is actually to build muscle, um, to build up. And the goal of performance season when you're racing is to fuel You're a work. rock star on the metaphor analogies today. Wow. And so uh, during strength season, uh, my allocation shifts dramatically um, to really being focused on getting the protein I need for the day. Lots of fruits and vegetables for the macro and micronutrients. And still having a little bit of carbs, but dramatically less because I'm not trying to store a bunch of sugars in my body during that yeah. time. But it's all for fuel. It's not like it's fueling the work that I'm trying to do. So will it's fueling then, the goals. I know you did this um, this last race season, but whenever race season starts back, will you lead a team again? Yeah. Yeah. So I lead the team throughout the year. We kind of do various races. Um, so yeah, I organize that. So it's super fun. He's the modern day Chuck Norris. That's what he is. Probably the smartest human on earth, if I had to guess. He's the smartest I've ever talked to. Every time you have a conversation with him, you got to use context clues to try to figure out what the heck the words mean in the sentence. In fact, yeah, actually one of the friends from the team um, drinking their, uh, well, from one of the other teams that we work with, um, they roast this coffee, which is like an Ethiopian from, uh, it's based out of Georgia, the roaster. Okay. I won't say their name because they're not paying, but... (laughs) Really They're not good. as good of a sponsor as Jewel Financial. I but, guess not. Yeah. But that's really cool. So you're they are They're a roaster. Yeah. That's on Cafe your team and roaster. And yeah. so yeah, it's really good. But this nice single origin Ethiopia. We haven't talked about good your, hints of blueberry going on. We haven't on. talked about your coffee in a long time. You have some impressive coffee. And now you're making it in the office. You yeah, it's winter, it's cold. I get honorary from training, and so I've needed second a second cup. cup some days. And so I've got the entire setup in my office with a clever dripper and a and a uh, gooseneck kettle and a uh, grinder and all of that. These are just words. So you look over I mean, in my office no sometimes way. and I'm just like, yeah, I'll, cranking I'll be out working grinding on something. And then I think like we have uh, like a crazy rainstorm and it's just you just me grinding, grinding coffee. <laughs> Getting ready to have an awesome cup. Keep me, keep me going. All right. We, we got a good question today from Mary. So let's get a question. Mary, what do you got? DIY. Hey guys, this is Mary. I'm a big fan of the show. 
I've been listening for quite some time now. I've noticed recently that you guys have been talking more about treasury bills, CDs, money market accounts, and bonds. I was wondering if you could explain the difference between all of these and when you might want to invest in one of these accounts versus something like an index fund or a mutual funds or a high interest savings account. Thanks. All, all right. right. It's so a good one. There's a really good one. There's just something about Mary. Uh, so we'll build, I think, the caveat here or the disclaimer or the – there's a prologue, right? So these this episode kind of goes with the episode we did a couple days ago, whenever this was released. Maybe last week, maybe yes. a couple days ago. Yeah. But the episode immediately before this <laughs> – Yeah, the one we were – well, the one we re- just recorded five minutes ago. Yes, because we do two a day. Uh, not two every day, but we do two when we record. Uh, it's kind of the prologue. So there'll be some information that overlaps, and we won't necessarily go into that. So if you're listening to this one, you haven't listened to that one, um, list, be sure to listen to both. Or if it's not the next one in your queue, like don't don't listen to one and not the other because they all go hand in hand. Right. Sorry, I but, wanted to get that out of the way. No, so I, I didn't forget it because we we talked about um, we talked about brokerage accounts in that last um, question from Val. We talked about investing in treasury bonds. We talked about what bonds kind of do. So. Let's kind of break down each one of the different things here, but knowing that we're not going to go too deep into the bond side that we just talked about in that last meeting. Yeah, because there we talked about goals, allocation, et cetera, which would be really important to decide, do you need it in your portfolio? Uh, But what we're really talking about here is what is the difference across the interest rate savings instrument universe? Right. So all of the things that were mentioned, CDs, money market, high-yield savings, treasuries, are all instruments to generate interest on your funds for a various period of time. Right. So if broad category, they would all be classified as some form of either fixed income or a fancy term, cash equivalents. Cash equivalent being how short... It is till you can get your money or how soon you can get your money. If you can get your money relatively soon, um, in fact, within like months, like three months, that would be a cash equivalent. It's the equivalent of holding cash in your checking or savings account. It's just that you might get paid interest on it in this particular vehicle. And we'll go into the various vehicles here in a bit. Now, the longer the maturity gets, especially when it gets over six months to a year, that would just be called like having a security um yeah that, whether that's a cd uh uh treasury etc okay. so which one do you want to explain oh man i mean i could um i can talk a little bit about just start off with the cds so cds are basically interest vehicles that banks give out so it's certificate of deposits you lock up your money for a certain time period with a bank and they'll pay you interest for it so before, like last year, year before, basically CDs were little to nothing that they were paying. Mm-hmm. Maybe 1% in certain situations for a year or something like that. Maybe that might even be high. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But um, putting it into a CD with a bank, you explain the timeline. Maybe it's one year. I've seen a lot that are 18 months. There's different time frames for those. You put that money in, and you get the interest rate over the time period. What do you think of those compared to the next one, let's say T-bills? Yeah. Uh, And taking a step back, I think, so CDs versus high-yield savings. Yeah. Okay. So you'll log onto a bank website, say like Ally, Marcus, et cetera, 
and they'll have both. And sometimes the interest rate is the same mm-hmm. or really close. Now they're diverging a little bit more now, um, but they can look pretty similar. In most cases at our bank, I've kept ours because it's funds that we want to have relatively liquid. I've kept ours in high yield savings because it's getting an interest rate pretty close to the CDs. Right. Now, the reason why a bank would offer a little bit more interest on a CD is because they like they are utilizing that guarantee that you're not going to. I mean, you you can still get the money; you just have to pay a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're basically using that contractual agreement that you're probably not going to pull the money out before the term to be able to sort of plan their loan cycles and stuff like that with the with the lending. So they're similar. It's just. Well, really, with the press of a button, you can get the money from both of them. One of them, you'll have to pay some of the interest the last couple, uh, the month or three months of interest in a penalty if you liquidate a CD. With a high-yield savings account, there's really no no downside. You're going to get the yield you're going to get based upon your average daily balance, um, et cetera. and, And now with the online banks, they're really pretty close. Yeah, Between and the online two. banks are paying. Well, I think that is a good thing to mention is the high-yield savings versus maybe, a, I'm just going to use a name, but Chase Savings Account. Or one of the large brick-and-mortar banks are probably paying pretty low on their savings accounts right now. So looking up and doing some research on the high-yield savings accounts, we talk about Ally a lot. There's mm-hmm. Marcus. There's several different online banks that have higher-paying, high-yield savings, which can be really beneficial for your emergency fund for maybe your fast cash or a portion of your fast cash, having that available to just earn some interest on the cash that you want readily and easily available. Yeah. As of the day that we're recording this, those banks are providing above 3% interest rates on those accounts. Whilst the um, national big banks are still, I think well under 1%. Yeah, they are. So that's a pretty significant change. If you have three to six months of savings set aside or, maybe enough to buy a car, something like that. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, it's, it's not going to make you a billionaire. Right. But it's going to add a couple, you know, a couple bucks to your bottom line, which is not bad. Yeah. No, so I agree. go for that. Okay. Next one. High yield saving, CDs. Let's talk about money markets. Mm-hmm. So a money market is pretty similar, I would say, to kind of a high yield savings to a degree. You put it into a money market fund. In the money market fund that you're buying they are buying short-term treasuries in order to get interest. Or corporate loans. Yeah, depending on the type of money market, it could be various things, but really short-term um, debt instruments is what they're they're buying. Yeah. So because they're short-term, there's little potential risk. Uh, that said, during the financial crisis, there were a few money market funds that were uh, turned out to be more risky because the credit environment mm-hmm. was just more risky than people realized or anticipated uh, on a broad level. So, but in a normal, healthy environment, there is little to no risk in a money market fund. You're going to get a pretty, somewhere between high yield savings um, rates and treasury rates, probably. Yeah. One year treasury rates. Somewhere between those two, depending on the money market fund, is roughly um, what you'll get. It depends on the place and the yeah, fund and, and all. And the money market funds that I've seen lately, the one we use Schwab at Jewel Financial, so we've looked at that one a lot. They're over 4% now, so they're paying pretty well. Yeah, so the Schwab one that you're thinking of is a Schwab Treasury Fund, which then lines up to the rates effectively of a 6 to 12-month treasury, which is above 4% right now. Um, if you looked at 
say a corporate one that might be a little bit less. It just kind of depends on what yeah. they're investing in. Yeah, but with a money market fund, you can buy that fund, leave it for however long you want. You sell it, it takes a day to mature, and then you can take that money and do what you want with it. But it's a really nice vehicle, again, for something that is maybe short-term that you don't need the money at the touch of your fingertips, but if you can wait a couple days to get that money out, it has lower, pretty low risk. Um, it's a good vehicle to use. Yeah. The uh, Antarctic Blue Super Sports Wagon with the CB and the optional Rally Fun Pack. Okay, treasuries. You Treasuries, go. riveting. <laughs> treasury, uh, U.S. Treasury market, which is any security from, say, a month to 30 years from now in maturity. So how long that lasts. Any U.S. debt would be called a U.S. Treasury. However, within that, we have a couple different classifications. We have Treasury bills, T-bills for short, which is less than a year. So it mm-hmm. matures in less than a year. It's, it's basically cash. Um, it, it's very liquid. Now, if it's between... Two years and 10 years, that's a treasury note. And then if it's over 10 years, it's a treasury bond. Really, you only need to know that if you're talking to somebody in finance or calling up your broker to place a trade or something. Because if if you said you wanted, what's the yield on a T-bill here? It's very different from what's the yield on a treasury bond. Right. You know, because if you're looking at treasury bonds, you're looking at... um, Long-term. Yeah, longer duration. uh, And so you're getting a longer term interest rate. If you're getting the interest rate on a T-bill, but you're really wanting to know what that means for your mortgage, well, the 10-year treasury bond is going to apply much more to your mortgage rate than, say, a six-month T-bill. Yeah. I've saved 42 grand, and it's in T-bills earning interest. Now, to use treasuries, you have to typically open a brokerage account. You could do these at Treasury Direct. I would recommend opening a brokerage account because you can't actually sell treasuries at Treasury Direct. Um, Which can, is where you buy I-bonds. It's We've where you buy I-bonds. We've talked about that. So you can buy them there. You can wait for them to mature. But to sell them, you have to transfer them to a brokerage anyhow. So I would just open it at a broker or buy them at a brokerage. The reason why people might buy and the reason why we buy uh, in our family uh, treasury sometimes is sometimes they offer better yield uh, than your high yield savings, than your money markets and things like that. And you can pick the term. So you can pick exactly when that's going to mature. You do have to buy them when you buy them through a brokerage in increments of a thousand. So that's yeah. sometimes why people will use money market instead, or say a CD. Um, you can buy them in smaller increments going to Treasury Direct. But again, we've said kind of why that might not be a great idea for for some people. Just the the difficulty with being able to liquidate that if you needed it. Um, it's really just buying Treasuries is a good opportunity to align your goals with some type of maturity and, and get a good interest rate. So again, for years, this wasn't the case because treasuries were yielding next to nothing. Uh, but now that you can get between three and four and a half percent on a treasury, uh, if you're sitting and, and waiting, you have cash waiting to buy a car or a house or education funds or things like that, and you know you're going to need them in one to five years, it's not bad to go out there, pick a maturity and get interest between now and then. The thing I think um, that people don't understand maybe between money market funds and treasury accounts is if I go right now on my brokerage account and I buy a treasury, say I lock in at a one-year rate with the time that we're doing this is about 46 to 4.7% on a one-year. That matures next January. I buy that. The price can change. So I could buy it right now. Interest rates could go up and the price of that bond actually goes down over that time frame, same same way the other way. If interest rates go down, 
the bond could increase in price, but over the time frame that I've bought it at, I'll realize the interest rate that I locked in at. Yeah, that you started at. Yeah, so if I bought it at 4.6% and I can hold it for the full year, well, then I will get that 4.6% interest rate. With a treasury, you can also sell it. So versus a CD where you have to pay a fee and you're kind of locked in, for the most part, to that time frame, with a treasury, you could sell it at any point, but you got to understand that your price could fluctuate and you could actually lose money on a treasury if you sold it before the time frame and the price went down. I don't think that any of these four things that we talked about, high yield savings, money market fund, treasury bills, or CDs, I don't think any of those are bad in any ways. They have pros and cons to each, but they're really ways to manage cash and kind of manage those short-term goals. I also think that's important to know that a treasury bond or a broker CD, they are in a market. So if the environment changes, then the prices of those were changed. So it is important to be, I would say timely in Mm -hmm. buying these things or investing in those, but definitely do your research and figure out what is best for your goals that are on the horizon. For people who really want to know more, I would would say dive into them, understand them. If you're interested in going further than a high yield savings or a money market and you really want to you know, purchase a treasury, just understand it because I know, you know, people who go out and buy their first thousand dollar T bill Mm -hmm. and then the next week see that they're down in it, sometimes don't understand that. Well, between the day that you bought it and the day that it matures, you're going to make exactly what they told you you're going to make, but you're going to see the price, you know, the, the updated prices quote between now and then. All right. It's a great question, Mary, especially because now in this day and age where it wasn't the case two years ago, there is opportunity to get interest on your money. So if you have large amounts of money sitting in a savings account that's paying you little to nothing, you might want to consider these different options out there. So it's a really good question. Really appreciate it. Um, I know that was pretty technical as we went through it. I feel like Daniel and our episodes are technical a lot of the time. Quinn always yeah, Quinn, sends us the technical, us the technical questions where it's we like, go through Oh, things. this person needs motivation. I'll do that when I'm here. But <laughs> Logan and Daniel, let's give them something that... They can't try to describe on audio. <laughs> All right, great. Well, send us those questions at podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. The secret to wealth is really simple, friends. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.